Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What? And I just um, honestly got a little bit of anxiety while doing my podcast and just deleted the whole podcast I just recorded and then was like, wait, (laughs) no, that's like not what you're supposed to do. And I could have hit undo, but I'm like, you know what? There is a reason I didn't like it. I'm just going to start over. And here we are, you guys. So welcome to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I did accidentally start like the first time I recorded this. I accidentally was like, well, hello, fam, which, you know, is the intro to my sister and I's podcast, The Real Sisters Pod. If you haven't checked it out yet, you really should because, you know, she's a a Corona bride and is having to postpone her wedding due to coronavirus. So, you know, we talk about that a little bit and, you know, the struggles of that. And, you know, as a maid of honor... I really try hard to plan out my times and it was going to go pretty perfectly where, you know, uh, my sister's wedding was almost like exactly a year before Haley's wedding, um, who I'm also her maid of honor. So I was about to be like wrapped up, tied Jillian's with a bow and ready to plan Haley's. But, you know, I had I have some overlapping, which is totally fine. And, you know, I'm just really having to put all my maid of honor skills to the test with a with the Corona bride. That's a whole different ballgame there. You you think you're worried about it raining on your wedding day? Well, shit, like, yikes. So, um, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely do it. And, you know, we're here in in these very strange times. And I was trying to talk the right way about this. Um, my very big, I'm sorry, what moment. And um, I didn't quite know how to address it. But I'm just like going to go for it again. Try not to say anything that will piss someone off. But I'm sorry. The protesting. What are you, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing doing that shit? Why? When the like we have a few rules, you know, and and I'm not saying that I'm doing the best job. Nobody's perfect. But the one I've avoided pretty well is standing in a group of people looking like an asshole, you know, like standing in a big crowd of people looking like a gigantic dickhole. Because I don't know, Karen, why you decided to scream at a medical worker who's probably going to end up saving your fucking life because you're an idiot who's standing in this big ass crowd of people protesting something that's like, I don't know, a good thing. I'm sorry that the government is trying to prevent people from dying. I Is that so, so much to ask. I mean, um, I saw this great meme about, um, you know, people saying, oh, you don't like the government controlling your body and your rights. Oh, welcome to being a woman. And I was like, LOL, that's so accurate. And, you know, I would like the right to, um, you know, not have a baby if I don't want one. But I also, if someone's telling me, hey, if you go outside in a large group, you know, uh, you could die or you could kill somebody else. Yeah, that sounds like um, a risk I might not be willing to take. And trust me, I hate quarantine. I am very worried for all my friends who are losing their jobs. I'm very worried, you know, at some point about my own job, of course. I have anxiety, so I worry about fucking everything. I worry about the fly that literally just ran into my window as I'm recording this. So 
I super get it. And the quarantine is not helping the anxiety as mental health bitches are like, what the fuck? And then people who didn't have mental health before is like, oh, welcome to the party. Hi, hi. Are you ready to like want to lay in bed and cry for 10 hours? Welcome. Welcome. Hi, we're so happy to have you. Um, <laughs> You know, everyone's having a hard time, but it is pretty unfair to to be going against the people who are saving our lives. Like, you know, I just feel so bad that picture that I'm sure everyone's seen of, you know, the person in their white truck and they're like um, yelling at the healthcare worker who's like kind of trying to stop the protests, you know, like that just breaks my heart. You know, that person's probably been in the hospital working for like 12 hours or like 25 or the million hours or whatever. And then on their time off, they took it to go stand out there and tell people that you're going crazy. Like, I I, I get it. I get that people have to work. I really do. But also there's those people also have to work to save all these lives. And I'm sorry. I just don't understand the protesting. I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. And I don't, I, you know me, I don't love to talk politics because I never know. <laughs> Never know what's going on. I never know the right thing to say. I don't want to get in trouble. But I think that there are people on all sides who probably agree that the protesting might not be the best option. Maybe just a Zoom protest if you guys all want to like hop on a screen and 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 yell. And I know people are just scared and that's why it's all happening. But I'm sorry, what? You just... I, why gather in a mass group? Is that is that really going to help? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. It's the one thing that they say. If they're trying to prove a point that they're not going to get Corona, maybe they won't all get Corona. But if one of them does, you know, just takes one. Sorry, what? Sorry, what? Um, I also had another theory I would like to share. I'm not like fully developed in this theory yet, but um, it's just a little something, something that I, I just, I feel like I have to get out there. Bef- but I, like I said, I'm still going to do my research. Like I might write a whole essay about this. It's unconfirmed. But so, you know, Disney had a sing along. It was great. Obviously, I watched it. One, I did need some joy in my life and it was nice. I feel like, you know, I knew all the words to the songs. I like that except for the Frozen songs, which like why we had to have two. I don't understand, but I digress. Uh, I'm waiting for a high school musical to come on. And Zac Efron comes on and he introduces, right? And then you're like, oh, okay. So we've been teasing this big reunion and all the articles were like, Zac Efron's going to be there. And you're like, so pumped. And of course, someone clicks on the links when they're supposed to. I click on a lot of links. I'm not saying like I'm the one, but you know, like they really set that up. That was a teaser. That was a, what do they call it? Like a catch them and grab them. I don't know. I was a communications major. I don't know that thing that they call when you're like doing the internet and they're just supposed to look at you. I don't know. I'm sorry. This makes no sense. Anyways. So, (laughs) so, uh, you know, Zac Efron's on, he just introduces, he doesn't do the singing and it's just kind of like, why? And of course I was hella shady on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm like, I'm sorry, what bitch? Like, what do you mean? Zach's not going to perform. I'm like, don't forget that, um, you know, Troy Bolton walked. So that way, uh, Ted Bunny could run, you know, and like was a little bitch. Then I started to think, I'm like, okay, is he really ditching every single freaking reunion because he, because he really thinks he's like above it or my side theory. And I'm sure someone's had it before, but I'm just saying. Was the breakup with Vanessa worse than we thought? 
I I really have to do my research and remember like why they broke up in the first point. And I honestly can't truly remember. I think it was like just the schedules difference thing or so they said. But Vanessa's had some questionable moments in the last two years. Like, you know, like since forever, I guess, with her cultural appropriation and then her stance on like COVID-19 that we're all just going to die together. Like we're all dying together, you know, whatever, which was (laughs) very sad and morbid. Uh, stance to take. So I'm just wondering, like, what if she wasn't this great girlfriend? Or what if she was this amazing girlfriend? I'm not trying to, like, victimize her. Because, like, what if they were just together and she just didn't wasn't into it anymore and, like, they kind of broke up but Zach still loves her? Or, you know, deep darker, like, that she really hurt him or something. Like, what if he's so hurt by this relationship that he doesn't want to be around her or he can't or hurt so bad. And we're out here like giving him shit, but really it's Vanessa. You know what I'm saying? And like girl power, you know, I'm not trying to like shit on a woman. That's like not my deal, but I'm just, I'm just throwing out the other theory here. Or I don't know, maybe he was really in love with Chad, you know, Chad Danforth. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe it's just hard for him because it was like this big part in his life. And maybe he thinks if he goes back, then his career has fallen. Much like I think about anybody who's on a show like Celebrity Apprentice or Celebrity Biggest Loser or Dancing with the Stars. Like anyone who's going down that route, I'm just like, oh, honey, you know, like, but first of all, Celebrity Big Loser, if you're looking, call me. I don't even know if that's a real show, but um, I would also slay Dancing with the Stars. I took social ballroom dancing um, in college and... And I took ballroom dancing at the Mormon church. So I'm just saying I am ready when you want me. And I don't mind being a wash up celebrity. I'm just saying that maybe Zach's thing is that he thinks it's a downfall. I mean, look how long it took the Friends cast to reunite. Everyone's been wanting that for much longer than we've been wanting a high school musical reunion. And maybe that's just it. Maybe he's like, I'm not there yet, you guys. And maybe we should respect that. Maybe it's like, okay, maybe we should have been a little bit older before they, you know, reconnect it. But we are getting so many freaking high school musical reunions right now, thanks to TikTok and this. Like, I'm excited, but I'm also confused. Also, why was Raven Simone there? I feel like they wanted us to be excited about that. And the cast of Zombie. Zombie High, to me, I really liked that movie. And, like, they could have done their own song. I didn't necessarily need them on our song. I did not hate having the old cast of High School Musical and the new cast together. I thought that was kind of cute. But anyways, it was just sad when like Troy's part came on and like Zac Efron just didn't do it. But I'm really starting to think that maybe it's not Zach's fault. Maybe we should leave him alone. Maybe. Um, I also wanted to, <laughs> to share this funny thing. Um, So first of all, I just need you guys to know that I'm at the point where I'm so bored that I thought the funniest thing in the world was that my dad came out in these gray joggers sweats. I also own the same pair almost of gray jogger sweats. Uh, They are not mine. They're actually Jimmy. So I don't know what's worse. Me having the same pants as my dad or my boyfriend. You are totally fair to decide on that one. And um, when he put them on, I, I thought the funniest thing was for me to put the same pair of pants on and then like run out and be like, we're twins. 
like no one thought it was that funny and it really wasn't looking back but like that's just kind of where I'm at right now that I can think that something like that was gonna be the most funny thing I've ever done in my life so anyways that's how it's going also I was watching um entertainment tonight you know do 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 and uh a commercial came on for Crohn's disease which you know they're always good it's always in like circling around a bathroom or some shit like that but this was actually one of the most relatable Crohn's commercials I've ever seen. I just had to share. So if you don't know about Crohn's disease, it's a disease I have. One of my three, my number one, my numero, my bay one since day one. And uh, I got diagnosed with that back in like 2008. And basically it's a pooping disease. I don't really know what, how, how else to explain it. And we're at a point now where everybody knows I love the poop emoji. Like there has to be a reason. You know, it's easier for me to explain when I have to get up from calls or if I take a long time in the bathroom. Like, I'm just going to be honest with it. Whatever. You, I am who I am. So <laughs> in this commercial, it's three sisters and they're kind of like shopping and the sister's like holding her stomach. You can see she feels uncomfortable. But that's like not the most relatable part. The most really relatable part is that they're all eating pizza and she's looking like miserable. And I, yes. Yes to this commercial because that's it. People with Crohn's disease, or at least for me, speaking from my own personal experience, it's like all about food, which I really feel like has had a negative effect on my life. But I also plan on writing a book slash essay about that because I find it fascinating. Anyways, so I, <laughs> so I was like that literally this is what Crohn's people do they look at it they're like "Ooh, what kind of night do I want to have like am I trying to fuck up my insides and like have pizza and like be in the bathroom or do I want to be good and like maybe actually be able to leave the house tonight like maybe not want to you know crawl up in a ball and die tomorrow like what level so that was the most relatable <laughs> I have seen of this girl really looking at that pizza like I want to but I don't want to like my heart saying yes, my butthole saying no, you know, kind of thing. And I just absolutely loved it. Shout out to Hoonmara for that one. I cannot take that medication, but I recommend their commercial. It was absolutely hilarious. Loved every minute of it. So good. So good. Um, also, you know, speaking of mental health a little bit, speaking of health and the mental health, I started journaling today. Yeah, it's a big day, fam. I am out here doing my journaling because I've been reading, as I said, by yourself, the fucking lilies. I love it. And she talks about the importance of journaling every day. And so I finally got my journal in the mail and I am so excited. So here's what happened. I had this weird ass nightmare last night. Okay. So in my nightmare, I was really drunk and someone got murdered. And so the whole dream I'm trying to convince everybody that I didn't murder that person, but I'm also trying to convince myself that I didn't murder that person. And in the most anxiety, <laughs> like this is like people with anxiety or people who don't and are just like are going to listen to the sentence and be like, what the fuck? So I had this dream. I wake up. I'm sorry to write about it in my journal. And then I panic and I write in my journal. I'm really nervous about this because what if this actually happens one day? And then someone comes back and reads my journal and is like, well, she's capable because she had a dream about it. And then I went and said it on my podcast and my heart just dropped and I had the same thought. I was like, what if someone <laughs> listens to this podcast? Right. So hi, that's an anxiety. So 
I wrote about it in my journal. And so part of the journaling process, you know, is is letting things out and then kind of like trying to figure out where they come from. So in my journaling, I really broke down why I think I had that dream. So like, hi, Dr. Phil, your assistant's here. She's ready. Let me psychoanalyze myself for you because this shit's good. Okay, so I realized, and I've talked about this a few times, you know, my big problem is that I absolutely do not think I'm the best bitch alive. And then I'm convinced that other people don't think I'm the best bitch alive. And like, at some point, everyone's going to realize that I suck and like, whatever, you know, the whole mental spiel. So I've been spending all this time reading my book and trying to get like mentally healthy and convincing myself that I'm not a piece of shit. But then like, I feel like I'm always trying to convince my friends that I'm not a piece of shit, even though they don't think I am. But I think that I think that they think that I am, you know, it's like gossip girl. And, um, you know, I just I have these thoughts. So in my dream, the whole purpose of my dream is for me convincing myself and trying to convince my friends that I'm not a psycho murderer. So in turn, I just took that as, you know, me just trying to convince everybody that I'm not that I'm trying to convince myself I'm a good person and convince my friends that I'm a good person, even though. And by the way, in the dream, nobody says that they think I did it. Like none of my friends are like, they're like, of course, Ashley, like we don't think you're a murderer, but I'm still overly convincing them that I'm not the murderer to the, and then to the point when I started to wake up that they were like questioning it. They're like, okay, well, is she? Cause she keeps like bringing it up. So it was such a horrifying, horrifying dream. And normally I would have obsessed about this all day, but I journaled about it. I felt like I came full circle. Like as I was writing it down, I'm like, oh my God, this makes sense. Like this is my anxiety being like, oh, convince yourself you're this kind of person. You know, I, as I just explained, I don't need to re-explain it. You heard me. So, (laughs) but when I journaled about it, I just didn't think about the dream for the rest of the day until I was, until when I was prepping for my podcast, obviously. And I was like, oh, what am I going to talk about today? Like love to give a little update on my mental health journey because I'm hoping it helps people. And I really hadn't thought about that dream again. Like, I think I just told Jimmy about it and I journaled about it. And now I'm talking about it here. And it was, it felt good. It felt really good. So then um, it's also recommended in the book that you kind of make a list or something like top 10 things you like about yourself or whatever. So then I wrote out the top like 10 things that make me a good person. And then it took me a little bit of time to kind of get through, but I did. And it made me feel a little bit better. And I feel like I kind of had a better positive pep in the step a little bit today. There was something that kind of like gave me a little bit more like courage and strength to get through the day, I feel like. And I just really wanted to recommend to anybody, even if, you know, you don't experience a lot of anxiety. I just think it's really good to take those moments with yourself. And there's a lot of us right now who probably have never really felt super anxiety that are feeling like crazy anxious right now or like depressed or anything. And as someone who's been dealing with it, you know, for a long time and still trying to figure it out, I think this is the first time I've been like very like taking it seriously. There's been a lot of therapy in my past, a lot of me, you know, doing things. I feel like a little bit of me in the back of the head was just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But this is me being like, it's 2020. You're getting older, technically in your late 20s, which I still think late 20s is 29, but fine. Jimmy keeps telling me my late 20s. 
I'll accept it. Like, I need to get this shit together. So I really recommend the journal. That's basically what I'm getting at. And it just made me feel a little bit better, you guys. And you deserve to feel a little bit better, honey. Everybody deserves to feel a little bit better. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was my morning. The other thing about it for me is that I'm used to waking up every morning and doing my radio show before I do work. And sometimes I would do it the night before. And I like that too. It still kind of gave me something to wake up for. Or, um, you know, even when I did it at night, I still would kind of send off the tracks in the morning or something. It's just something that I had to do before I did work that I enjoyed doing. And without that, I felt really like lost and just felt like a little piece of me was missing. And so this is like kind of starting to fill that void, which is really nice. And as I'm recording this, this is my five year radio anniversary. So I started in 2015 on air with Dre Lopez in the morning. Um, yesterday I shared some cute pictures. Maybe those they're still up by the time this comes out. But, you know, um, I, I, I didn't really realize until I kind of, you know, saw that it was 420, <laughs> remembered my date and got a little sad about it. You know, I just, I love radio so much and I just never thought I would not be doing it. So it's obviously really hard and I'm glad because I kind of was like, oh, do I want to record today my podcast? Like, I don't know. And this is definitely making me feel better. It just definitely makes me feel at home to be behind a microphone, even if it's uh, in my desk looking at the the kind of scary looking fly outside. But I'm really happy to have this opportunity, at least that I had a microphone because I probably, you know, wouldn't have if I, I would have totally not done this podcast. I would have got so unmotivated. I know it. Um, so I'm really glad that I uh that I, I kind of got the courage to, to do this again. And I hope that people listening are liking it. And I know we're all in a kind of scary place. And some of us don't have our jobs right now. And they're kind of filling the void. And I recommend it kind of like this. It's um something I love to do. And it's obviously not my on-air job. And I'm not getting paid for it yet. Um, But, you know, if you are, I don't know, an accountant who... um got laid off or whatever. And maybe you just, I don't know what accountants do. I shouldn't have started with that. Maybe you balance a check. I don't, I don't want to offend any accountants. I don't, I don't actually know what you do. Um, maybe you were in social media, so you got to step up your own social media game, or maybe you were a realtor. So then you can build a dream house and try to sell it or something. I just like recommend you doing something that something, a part of your job that you love doing, you know, like, I love rolling burritos after my time at Chipotle, you know, just some recommendations because like, I'm sorry, but we're all having a hard time through this. We're all in this together. High school musical style, apparently um, not with Zach or with Zach. <laughs> oh, also this really cool thing that I heard um, while I was watching entertainment tonight. I'm just saying if they're listening to this podcast ever, you can hire me not just to do your do to do's, but I'll interview people. That's my favorite part of my job. Um, but <laughs> so it looks like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher teamed up together to do um, a wine where 100% of the proceeds go to uh, the COVID-19 like research and relief. And which is great because honestly, I can't speak for all of us, but most of us, including my closest friends and I, um, are drinking a lot. Uh, we're just preparing our livers for when we get released back into the world. But you know, what better way to donate than like feel like you're doing good while you're doing something 
not bad, but maybe something we shouldn't be doing, which is drinking all the time. Uh, I personally um, am looking into maybe getting a bottle. It's a red wine. So I'm hoping, Mila, Ashton, if you're listening, if you can make like a white wine, maybe like a Sauvignon Blanc or something, just a little Blanc Blanc, I'd really appreciate it because I don't can't, I love red wine. I can't drink red wine. So, um, but it's, Put on by the same people that do the uh, Witches of WeHo Rosé, the uh, knocking point. They do a, a bunch of fun, like, television-themed wines and stuff. Like, I think there's one for the Arrow, too. And uh, I just thought this was really cool. So I definitely recommend going to the knocking point winery.com. I don't know. I bought... I. I have been on the website before, so <laughs> I, I think it's a, a really nice way to spread some joy. So I'm going to look into that definitely tomorrow and see um see how much of the money that I'm trying to put to my savings account and my credit cards, but I keep spending on alcohol, you know, <laughs> what I can do there. So I hope this podcast is like helping. And by the way, you know, I'm always taking recommendations on things going on in the world that you think deserve to be bitched about. I'm, I'm always here for it. I love hearing your stories. I'm always here to chat about anxiety and shit because I, I, I fucking get it. I'm with you. I'm with all of you. Um, You know, I just I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I just have to give Jimmy such a shout out. You guys, this dude <laughs> has been so incredible for me this whole time. And I know he's having his own anxiety. So I'm trying to like help kind of coach him through that because I don't think, you know, he hasn't really grown up talking about anxiety like I have because I have, you know, a mom and a sister who both understand. So we are very open house about that. And, um, you know, for me, he's just really helped me like calm down and I just miss him so much. And he did come down. He delivered us some masks and it was really fun. And I know I kind of like a little bit broke the rules on that, but um, <laughs> which I feel really bad about, too, by the way. Like, I still feel guilty that I did that, um, that I had him even come down here just to have dinner and give me masks. I just I don't know. I felt like I was breaking rules and shit, but, you know, anxiety. And um, <laughs> uh, it was so good to see him. I think I cried for the first five minutes he was here and then the last five hours that he left. Um you know, I just am really lucky. I really don't know what I would do without him. And of course, my friends, they're the best. Um, But you know, like one day I was just feeling so anxious. And I think I just texted him every hour just like, hi, hi, like I just needed someone I, I felt like I was annoying everybody. But I knew I could get away with annoying him, you know, so um, by the way, no one thought I was annoying. And I probably wasn't even texting anybody. I just I couldn't get the courage up to text anybody because I thought I was being annoying. And, um, you know, he talked to me every hour responded to all my text messages and you know, I don't know why I'm going to start crying on the podcast, but I just, he's just really been there for me, you guys. So he's just honestly one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And I'm very, very happy. And I'd also like to dedicate it to Jam Sellers for um, being really quick with delivering all my wine because I really appreciate that. And I'm really excited to drink it all. <laughs> and don't forget, you guys do things that make you happy. FaceTime your friends. Um, I'm, I've am i had virtual brunches and game nights and it's been a really fun, fun journey of that so far. And there's a lot of friends like your distance friends. I have obviously have so many friends that live in other places, including like Sonoma county and i feel like because we are not as busy with work and not as tired from work like we um are you know have a little bit more time to facetime and catch up and i love that so uh reach out to someone maybe you haven't talked to yet and um 
This is I'm Sorry What, the podcast where I bitch about things that I deem bitchy-able, and I also just bestow my wisdom of mental health. (laughs) So don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms. If you don't, I'm also on TikTok now. I've only done two TikToks. I'm like a baby talker. I don't even know if I got my tick yet. I think I'm just a talk. And, um, you know, don't forget to just be happy. Be happy, everyone. I know it's hard, but just try. Okay, bye.